G'day, welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I'm your host, Ramiz, and I am joined by nobody. And we are back for season four, I think. Yeah, the fourth season, technically. I mean, we started in the finals of year one, so technically the third season of Stat Stuffers. But hello, welcome to the third season of Stat Stuffers. I'm your host, Ramiz. Um, I really hope you can't hear the music that is playing from the neighbors uh, behind me. Uh, I think they're playing Dua Lipa, which if they are, Great choice, no hate. Um, just, <laughs> I really hope you can't hear that because I will get copyright striked. Um, but yes, I am here to recap the first four days of the NBA season thus far. Um, and we're going to jump straight in with a few interesting teams from the week. So I tried to watch bits and pieces of pretty much every game. There's like three or four I didn't catch any of, but I caught at least a few minutes of, I think, every other game uh, this week. And I watched a few games in full. Here are a few teams that kind of caught my eye for different reasons. Uh, first was the Pelicans. The Pelicans have caught my eye in a really positive way, actually. So, Dylan and I both had the Pelicans picked as our eighth seed coming into the season, uh, having seen them play against the Nets and play against the Hornets today. So, I watched most of the Pelicans-Nets game, and I watched bits and pieces of Pelicans-Hornets. I really like the way they're playing. I like the way they integrate offensively. They're such a well-balanced and dynamic offensive team, especially their starting lineup. I really like the fit of Zion, Brendan Ingram, CJ McCollum. I like what Jonas Valanciunas does for them as well there. Um, I, I, I like the way they move defensively as well. I'm finding... I, I, I see them move. I see them play with like a lot of intention, a lot of purpose on the defensive end, which I'm really enjoying seeing from them. So, like I said, we both picked them as like an 8 seed coming to the season. And like I wasn't able to justify why I had them as the 8 seed. I genuinely do think this is a 50-win team. But they... Like, I didn't expect them to look as good as they do. Like, yes, I, I said they'd be a 50-win team, but they look a lot better and a lot more convincing than I thought they would. Like, they crushed the Nets. They put the Hornets away without too much trouble. Pelicans looking really good. I'm really enjoying seeing them so far this season. All right, another team that's caught my eye. It's the Jazz. And I got my dogs out because the Jazz, I got that dog in them. Uh, forget the tank commanders. They... Are now two and zero. They beat the Nuggets. They crushed the Nuggets, and then they pulled out a really solid win against the Wolves today. Yeah, I mean, who says players tank? It's front offices that tank, but the players are playing really well. Like, you know, I think Dylan and I both had them picked as our fourteen seed coming to the season. I'm sure a lot of people had them picked as a very bad team coming to the season, but their guard rotation looks so good. I'm really liking the way Mike Conley's playing. I think Malik Beasley is playing with such intention and such purpose. Like, I mean, he, he's played against his two former teams in the previous two games. Um, I'm liking it. I think they're looking really, really... <laughs> they're looking really good. They just they played a lot harder than the Nuggets in the first game. And they managed to squeak out a win against a team that I think should be pretty good against the Wolves uh, in their second game here. So the Jazz, they, they got that dog in them. They're not they're not a tanking team here. Oh, I mean, the, according to the front office, they should be. But the players aren't going to let that happen. <laughs> And also, congratulations, Spurs. You guys are gonna <laughs> you're gonna get the number one lottery odds probably if the Jazz are playing like this. They could be a sneaky, you know. I don't want to say a playoff team, but maybe a play-in team. You know, um, they've looked good. They've looked really, really good. Um, and the other team that's really caught my eye this week, and this one, uh, I'm not going to jump to conclusions here. Obviously, I'm not jumping to conclusions on any of these teams. I think the Pelicans are looking good. I think that I'm willing to say will hold up. The Jazz looking good, I'm not willing to say will hold up. 
but the Sixers have looked kind of bad recently. Um, specifically, Joel Embiid does not look great. You know, it's like like I said, I'm not willing to jump to conclusions because we're only two games into the season. Players need time. They need time to adjust. They need time to get back into shape for the NBA season. I just haven't been convinced by the Sixers, which is weird because I, you know, I had them picked as my one seed. I think they have so many offensive weapons. I think they have too many offensive weapons, which is a great problem to have. Like, I think they have Tobias Harris as, like, just an extra piece there. Um, that Like, Tobias Harris is essentially useless for them, which is not the worst problem to have when you can have a 20-point-per-game scorer be functionally <laughs> not that useful for you. Um, but yeah, they just have not looked that convincing to me. Um, uh, let me check their scores. So, they lost to, so they lost to the Bucks yesterday. So yeah, that's right. They've lost to the Celtics and the Bucks, which is also another reason why I'm not really willing to, you know, say they're, <laughs> say they're bad because those are probably going to be two of the top teams in the East. Um, that loss against the Celtics, they just, you know, they just didn't look great and that Bucks loss. Well, they actually did deserve that. They really deserved that loss. Like they, they gave, I believe, Wesley Matthews an open three, right at the end, um, which was stupid, and they ended up losing the game because of that. But let me, let me, let me look at some numbers here. Joel Embiid twenty six fifteen and five in the first game, but he's throwing his body around like crazy. One for six on three, and a minus thirteen. A team tied for team worst minus thirteen. Um. And then against the Bucks, he put up uh, 15, 12, and 3. 6 for 21. And a minus 10. A team worst minus 10. Yeah, so maybe it's not so much the 6 is not looking convincing to me. So far, Embiid is not looking convincing to me. Will he work his way back into shape? I'm sure he will. Like, back into form, I'm sure he will. But, so far, he has not looked that dominant. He looks to be just throwing his body around. You know, he... I, I hope he doesn't go further down the route of relying on foul calls because he's a really strong, dominant player. But if he's if his game turns into just baiting for fouls, which, to be fair, has been a major aspect of his game for years now. Like, baiting for fouls has been a huge aspect of his game. But if that turns in to his primary mechanism of scoring and being dominant in games, that's not going to go well. Um, so, yeah. Not... Jump into any conclusions there. They've just looked bad through two games against two very good teams, and Embiid probably just needs a bit of time to get back into the swing of things. No, no conclusion. You know, not anything. Just keep your eye on it. Watch the Sixers over the coming two to three weeks, and then we can jump to some conclusions from there. But for now, it's only two games. All right. Now let's talk about. My favorite stat of the week, and this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite stats ever, actually. Um, so, I said, I made an egregious little claim <laughs> the other day in our season preview that if the Spurs were miraculously good this season, Jakobodal would be an all-star. Jakobodal attempted 21 free throws against the Pacers. The last center to attempt 20 free throws in a game and not be named an all-star in that season was Colin Fee Towns in the 2016-2017 season. The last center to attempt 20 free throws in a game and never be named an All-Star was Ro- Ronnie Sakelli in 1990. It has been 32 years since a non-All-Star center has attempted 20 free throws in a game. What that says to me 
Like, and let me just list a few of the names that were showing up. Joel Embiid, a lot. Uh, Shaq, obviously, a lot. Demarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, Conley Towns, Dwight Howard. DeAndre Jordan was there. <laughs> um, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing. These are all names of people who have, of centers who have attempted 20 free throws in a game. Uh, Jamal Maglior <laughs> was one. That was one where I was like, oh, maybe it was him. No, he made an all-star game. Um, those are all centers who have attempted 20 free throws in a game. Jakobodal is on that list, <laughs> and he is the only non-all-star on that list since 1990, 32 years. So, you know, you tell me. Anyway, moving on to my top plus minus of the week. Uh, and this is just me wanting to highlight. I'm biased. Obviously, I'm a Nuggets fan. I'm biased. This is me wanting to highlight an, a very, very special player. Uh, Christian Brown was a plus 14 against the Warriors today in a game the Nuggets barely squeaked out. Um, starters didn't play great. Christian Brown, man, his defense, wow, wow, was so, so good. Like, him out there, he was putting legitimate pressure on the Warriors' insane guard lineup of Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson. He was putting legitimate pressure on them. Did Steph have a great game regardless? Yes. <laughs> is there anything anyone is able to do about that? No. Steph was hitting the most ridiculous shots. It was very frustrating. Um, it, it hurt my soul a little bit when some of those went in. Um, but Christian Brown, plus 14. The Rook, Michael Malone, notorious for not really playing his young guys, not really playing his rookies. Uh, Zignaji essentially still hasn't played. Bol Bol, obviously, was <laughs> the big guy who never got his chance. But he trusts Christian Brown, and Christian Brown went out there and he played really, really good defense. So, shout out. Plus 14. It's not crazy, but I didn't even check how many minutes he played. Let me check that. <laughs> it might give a little bit more context for the stat. I imagine it wasn't that many. He was a plus 14 in uh, 22 minutes. He had 4 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Well done. Well done to the Rook. Alright. And finally, for today, uh, my League Pass games to watch. So these are games that you should watch over the next week. So if you have, you know, like a monthly League Pass plan, I don't know if they do that plan anymore where it's like you could choose like 8 games in a month. Pick a couple of these maybe. Um, if they do have that plan. Uh, or if you just don't have the time, you want to buy a few games, you want to watch a few games, watch these ones. So Mavs Grizz on Sunday the 23rd, so today, as of when this episode is coming out, later uh, this morning or early in the afternoon. Uh, Mavs Grizz, two, po- two teams that are probably going to be fighting for a fairly high seed in the West. The Grizzlies have looked really great. Uh, Jamal, Jamal, uh, John Morant has looked phenomenal, uh, scoring, I think, over 40 in both games. Uh, so far this season, or at least a total of 80-something points uh, through two games. Watch them. <laughs> Watch this game. I think this is going to be a very good game. Uh, the Jazz versus the Pelicans. Not a not a game I thought I'd be picking going into the season, but they were both very interesting this, this week. Let's see if that holds up, and that's on Monday the 24th. This is Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Uh, AEDT, not AEST, as I recently learned. Um, so AEDT, um, Monday the 24th, at like sometime in the morning. Are they playing Billy Eilish next door? Anyway. <laughs> um, and so yeah, sorry, those two teams have looked very good. 
so far this season. The Jazz, I want to see if they can keep it up. The Pelicans, I want to see if they can keep it up. Okay, my fire alarm just went off. That was weird. Uh, that's very strange. We just had... Okay, never mind. Um, finally, we have the Hornets and the Knicks on Thursday the 27th. Jeez, that scared me. Um, we have Hornets and Knicks Thursday the 27th. Two teams that are probably mediocre in the East, but I want to see... You know, this is possibly a game that sets up the future. This is possibly a game that's going to set up a play-in or a playoff kind of spot towards the end of the season. Watch it now so you can say that you did. Right? Okay, we're good. Sorry, that fire alarm freaked me out. If you have have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at stat underscore stuffers. Other than that, thanks for listening.